Well, you guessed it, folks. It is that time of the week where we sit down for a bit of a chat for the Sean and G podcast. It is post-lockdown thoughts. My name is Sean and the big tuner himself. G, you're joining me again for another rep. How are you doing and how's Canada? G'day, g'day. It's, um, it's late evening here. Minus 24 degrees. So it's um, you know not something the big tuner is used to. But I've got myself some eggnog and white rum to keep me warm because uh, minus 24 ain't fun. I'll drink to, to warm up the soul. Um, mate, for me, uh, I was feeling a little spritzy. So I made myself a, an Aperol spritz, which is just going down a treat. Um, a little summary, although the weather here, you're not missing out on much. We've been sitting on, I think, another 19-degree day. The sun's not out and it feels like winter, to be honest. So whilst it's not minus 24, it's still not that pleasant. So, mate, today's episode, um, we're talking all things travel. And as we re-emerge from our lockdowns, our many lockdowns that many of us have endured, uh, the idea of a holiday is starting to become more than just a distant thought, but something that could be a reality. And you, G, you are a living example of what one can do, even in a COVID world. So talking travel, maybe start off the top by giving the folks at home a bit of a rundown about how you made your way to Canada and what the steps were to get there. Yeah, look, it's certainly not certainly not um, things we're used to in the past where you duck down and see the local travel agent come back with a few flyers, pick one, and head back down there and put a deposit down, and you're away. It's definitely not like that anymore. Um, or the old Skyscanner or Expedia. Um, it's There's a bit more to it at, at the moment, and I think actually being over here, you appreciate how much you miss travel. It's something we spoke about in Season 1. We were sort of watching the rest of the, rest of the world resume travel and get out and about, and uh, actually being over here now, you really appreciate how tough it is and, and how how lucky some of us are to be out and about. So to get out of the country, like obviously to begin with, you this was before the current border arrangements. And I know they keep chopping and changing, but if you were going for work, you're able to get a permit, which is what you did. You obtained your permit. But then to be able to board the flight, you needed to get yourself a test. Is that right? Before you left? Yeah, yeah. So you had to get the uh, the COVID test within 72 hours and get a negative result, and that was the PCR swab. Uh, you also had to prove your vaccination status, so the the vaccine passport that was highly publicised, um, and you also had to show you had means to support yourself in in the event you were stuck overseas to the Australian government. So bank accounts, savings, income, you know, all your you had no obligations back home. Um, and you were free to support yourself for for at least three months. Wow. And then to get to Canada, you wouldn't have been able to probably get a direct flight. Did you have to go through another country? Yeah, yeah. I uh, had to stop in the States, stop in San Francisco. And um, normally when you're transiting through airports, as most people listening would be aware, all of our valued listeners, 
Um, yeah, you don't really need a visa for that country if you're staying in the airport, but that's changed as well. So even though I have no intention of going to the US and and spending time there, I still had to apply for an ESTA visa um, to get wow. into San Francisco airport um, and transition over to Vancouver. And then once you got to to Canada, was it pretty pretty straightforward or was it a bit a bit strange when you touched down and you got there? Like was it people in hazmat suits and all the rest and little <laughs> bubbles set up or what what was the deal? Yeah, What's no, look, to be like honest on arrival. Yeah, no, it was to be honest, mate, Australia's um a little bit behind the rest of the world in that regard. So there was ten people on my flight from from Sydney <laughs> to LA. So And it wasn't just a little Rex flight, was it or it was no. a, it was a proper it was a proper United flight or what was it? Yeah, it was a United flight, seven three seven. So massive, massive plane, and there was only ten people on it. But the good thing about that is, you know, everyone knows my foodie, so I got double everything in in the food department. Um, they were happy to give things out. So normally they say, you know, chicken or beef, and I'd always say, but can my sauce? Just give me both. Like who else is going to eat it? So, <laughs> do you yeah, do the same thing at weddings when you sit down at the wedding table and they go, okay, <laughs> you know, do, do you try and get two? Always, mate. Always. <laughs> There's never enough vegetarians, so you, you can always get a veggie veggie plate as well. <laughs> um, but yeah, look, getting into Canada, uh, it was basically everything was open. Canada had been open since uh, September seven, I think, to, to foreign travellers. So it was, you know, it was quite a busy airport. They've actually adopted. I think the the good thing about COVID and something we touched on in season one again was how we've embraced technology because of COVID and allowed it to, you know, dictate things because it's easier, more efficient. Um, and the Canadian government's done that. They've, they've developed an app called ArriveCan. So basically all the things you'd talk to a, a customs officer about when you touch down and all the documentation you would need to provide, you upload it into the app um, three days before your departure. And also the airlines are now getting you to upload information when you check in online. So they had all of my, you know, visa and, and vaccination status, vaccination passport, documentation about my employer when I touched down in Canada and all that sort of stuff. So it's actually quite seamless when you're in the airport because it's everything's done beforehand. Hmm. I, I know that I've got a, a few buddies that were hoping to get home for Christmas and just the it sounded so complicated when you're trying to read through all the things you need to do and how everything links together and the visas for countries you're transiting through and it just it must put off a lot of people there must be a bunch of people thinking i'll go without the holiday for a while longer um or i'll go without seeing my family for a bit longer because i just don't really want the hassle right now do you reckon there's i mean 10 people on your flight surely there's a few people also thinking this way don't you reckon <laughs> yeah yeah look and i've I've thought about, you know, getting home and, and how that works and what it looks like. And, you know, there's this new Omicron variant, which has sort of slowed things down. I, I know travel's been suspended again within Australia. And it got me thinking um, about mm. this, these changes in the past couple of years. And, and the you know, you hear all these stories about people's struggles and what they went through. And it actually brought me to a story that a, a good friend of the show, um, Jasper, we, we can't say his real name for confidentiality <laughs> purposes. <laughs> he prefers to remain anonymous. But um, it actually got me thinking about Jasper and, and that story. And, Sean, do you know what I'm talking about? We sat down for a beer 
just before you departed. Uh, where were we sitting as well? It was it was quite uh, a bizarre we, little place. Yeah, we're sitting. So I had to um I had to stay at one of the the um international airport hotels as part of the requirements to head overseas, and it was in it was in uh, Woolly Creek. Just near the international airport there, and Walleye we actually Creek. sat down. Walleye, Walleye Creek. Creek. Sorry, you did this as well when we were there. You kept calling it Woolly Creek, and I said, "Mate, there's no Woolly <laughs> Creek around here." It throws me off because it's spelled exactly like Little Old Woolgooga, and um, you know, obviously these posh Sydney siders have their ways of pronouncing things. Although Jasper's not, from the deep, it's not posh either, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that place, however you say it, was not posh, and um, Jasper is from the deep deep uh, western sydney suburbs so he's not posh at all um down to earth bloke but um but yeah so we sat, sat down there, there we're at, we're at, at the, the rowers club. club yeah and and like you, you feel like you're you're watching the planes take off and we're thinking this is going to be you tomorrow and then jasper he has the recollection of that time he tried to what was the set the scene for us mate oh it's a it's a funny story he was he was over i think it was thailand or malaysia it might have been thailand and um it was just before COVID kicked off, so um, it was it was just starting to hit, and people were starting to get a bit worried. But you know, these these blokes were on a, a bucks um, weekend over there, and they were none the wiser to the news and what was happening back home. Um, it's a crazy story, but it, uh, it kind of sums up travel at the moment. We've got a, a recording of that chat, and. Um... Let's listen to it now. It's a Sean and G podcast. <laughs> We're in We're Wally, Creek. Wally Creek with anonymous guest sponsored by the Chicago Bulls. Big Paddy Mills fan. Big Paddy Mills fan. Yeah, yeah, uh, Repping reppin the Brooklyn Nets. And stories for days. We've had some good stories, but there's one story we've got to go back to. And if you can hear a bit of background noise, it is because the DJ inside the Wally Creek uh, Rowers Club is pumping the tunes. Uh, but, gee, as you were saying. Yeah, so Rolls, Rolls Creek, we've had a couple of uh, sour whiskey sours whiskey sours between the three of us and there's one story that will give our anonymous uh, what, we, what would we call him uh, our anonymous compa- compadre yeah yeah compadre compadre he's got lots of stories um, he prefers compadre big fan of the years 68 to 69 yeah big bulls fan big bulls fan but not because of Michael Jordan not but he like DeMar DeRozan signed for the Bulls this year. They're four and zero. He loves it. Absolutely loves it. Big Lonzo Ball fan. You, you're boring the viewers at home. <laughs> he doesn't like Dennis Rodman, Luke Longley, Michael Jordan, but doesn't yeah. like Dennis Rodman because of the North Korean ties. Or <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, it, it was the nose ring. It was the nose ring. He thought it was very feminine. But if you give him DeMar DeRozan, Lonzo Ball, a little bit of Vukovic, he's he's happy. Four and zero. <laughs> so you said he's got a story to tell, our uh, Rowers Club compadre. Yeah. So I'll give you a little bit of a background of the story and I'll let you, I'll let our compadre get to the meat of it. But um, essentially we were talking about pre-COVID travel and what that looked like. 
And it just so happened that our friend from Castle Hill in Western Sydney, who refuses to be named, refuses to be named, but he drove a blue Toyota Orion for an amount of time and lived in Newcastle for a small amount of time before moving back to Castle Hill. Take up a driver as a train driver. Um, he's yeah. anonymous though. He's anonymous. 100% anonymous. Some people call him Thomas the Tank Engine, but anonymous. Um, he parked the train at the back of Wally Creek Rowers Club as well. Yeah. It's still there. There's still people shoveling coal into the engine to keep it going. <laughs> but, um, so yeah, what did our friend Thomas say? He had a ripper story. Ripper story. And um, we're talking about travelling during COVID. Obviously, I'm headed overseas very soon. Um, and both you and he came to see me off. So I appreciate that very much. But we, we spoke about the last time he travelled overseas... And it was all good when he left, but upon his return, upon his return to Australia, it was kicking off. COVID was kicking off, and he had this story to tell. Uh, Q, Q voice changer. So I work So, yeah, this is um, Thomas from uh, <laughs> Magoga. Uh, Oh, no, there's plenty of ice. Thank you. Are you done with those? Yes, please. Oh, I think he's still going on his whiskey sour, but... Yeah, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to the Wally Creek Rolls Club. Oh, Wally Creek Rolls Club, mate. They're, they're now to do a Kilpatrick voice, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> but, uh... You've got to get it yourself. <laughs> yeah. So, I, I don't know. I don't know if one of these stories is uh, it's better when you just tell it, but I don't know. Uh, Mr. G pumped it up a bit, so hopefully it lives up to the height. But um, um, yeah, so when, when we were going, we were going to a uh, Bucks party overseas, somewhere in Asia, um, February 2020. And on the way there, it was, everything was all good. There was a few people wearing masks at the airport, nothing major. and No one really thought too much of uh, what this COVID stuff was. We get over there and everyone's partying like nothing. And uh, on the way back, so me and a friend had to come back early because uh, we had to check in G into rehab. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Uh, no, no, we had to come back to help G out, set, set up a new real estate agency. Uh, <laughs> many closer, but he's redoing it now. But, yeah. So, um, so, we, so we, had, we had to come back a day early. And as we're coming back, we're ready to go in. And the Asian lady at the front... Is like before we're even allowed to get into the airport, she's got this little little thing in her hand, and I I thought, I thought what's this? I thought I, I remember the thermometers that they stick in your ear at when you're at the doctor, but this one like had a little light on it and a like little laser, and I thought, oh fuck, she's she's uh, like checking our temperature. So when she's doing that, I'm thought, I'm like, what are you doing this for? She's like, oh, coronavirus, sir, coronavirus. See if you have a fever. Uh, so this is, like I said, this is all new. This is all new to us. We get in and we're like, that's a bit weird. Like, what's going on? Fast forward now, uh, we're surprised that we didn't get that when we were leaving Australia. But, um, but so there was only two of us that had to come back to check G into rehab. Oh, um, <coughs> sorry. Yeah, uh, to come back to do something very important. So, 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 so when, when we, the other boys, there was probably about six of them left there. And um, so we'd let them know. We said, oh, look, boys, they're checking, you know, they're checking temperatures and whatnot. 
and one of the boys especially had a pretty bad fever so I told him I said they're not gonna let you fly and look I'm known to um, put a little bit of salt and pepper on a lot of things so he thought I was just making it up I said nah look I'm being legit they're not gonna let you fly and he was he was actually cooking up like like no tomorrow so I said look on the way in I said just put your forehead next to the aircon vent of the cab and just blast it I said that's the only way they're gonna put you on the thing and he's like fuck off I'm like man I'm being serious and then when he when he when he started doing his research, he realised oh fuck they actually are doing that. So then the next day by this time, <laughs> by this time I'm already back I'm already back in Australia and I'm getting a fucking Snapchat of the boys in a taxi on the way to the airport, right? And I'm like, what the fuck's going on in the front? I'm like, why is person X licking licking the dashboard? <laughs> Okay, surely he's not that hungover. And then I realise he's got the aircon up at max and he's got it on his forehead. And I'm like, he's trying to get his temperature down. They park right out the front. I see I see the boys fucking take it out his take it out all the stuff. He goes straight to the front. Why is he running there? They they put it on his head and the chick looks at it in shock. Like this, <laughs> like this, like this, this guy's about to, this, this guy's about, this guy's, he's, he's is this, dead. they thought it was a ribeye steak out of the fridge. They're like, mate, what's going on? He, he gets through and I don't know, after the next bloody 10, 12 hours, he's just shivering the whole way through. And then I think the other four blokes that were on the flight ended up getting the same fever that he had. So who knows? I think I've already had it, to be honest. <laughs> And to be honest, I survived. So uh, I'm going to change my Instagram bio to COVID Survivor. <laughs> <laughs> That's that, boys. Classic. Classic. Oh, what a story. What a story. 100% true. From the life of a vaxxer. That's <laughs> <laughs> so 100% true. Obviously means the rehab part as well. Pick <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> and cheese. Pick and cheese, you bugs. <laughs> Man, he's such a storyteller, isn't he? <laughs> How, good. <laughs> How good is that? And despite, you know, people who, who know the real Jasper, they'll know that that's his real voice. So there was no, you know, we didn't cover his voice. There's no sound effects on that. That is his real voice. <laughs> Even if we wanted to, we, we don't know how to do that. So <laughs> That's true. We're not, we're not quite there yet in the podcast editing world. So that is a true representation of his actual voice. Um, and for those of you who think you know who Jasper is, yes, that is Thomas the Tank Engine. <laughs> <laughs> well, gee, it is that time of the show that we like to do a little thing called Investigate the Trend. And what have you got for us this week when we're talking all things travel in post-lockdown world? Yeah, no, thanks for that intro again. And uh, look, it's been... It's been a tough, tough thing to to talk about because obviously there's no travel, so there's not many trends to invest from an Australian perspective. So what I decided to do was look into what people are doing in the rest of the world and how they feel safe traveling, and what trends we've seen since the rest of the world opened. So for people who are sort of heavily invested in what's happening in Australia, the rest of the world sort of started to open around that July, July August period, and uh, the majority of the what we'd call, I guess, the first world countries uh, have, have been operating 
um, since since July, August, and really kicked off in September, including where I am at the moment, Canada. And they have started travel, and there's there's a lot of movement in airports and in transport, public transport. But what I have noticed is there's not as much international movement, if that makes sense. So people are moving around within their own countries. And even um, as you and I caught up before before this podcast, Sean, you know, South Australia has closed their borders and Western Australia is still closed. So moving around within Australia is not really an option at the moment, uh, to my understanding, the best of my knowledge. Um, mm, that's true. Yeah. So I decided to look at what people are doing and how they're shaping their holidays because the rest of the the rest of the world has actually done those, oh, we haven't seen, you know, this family member um, who lives, um, you know, across in a different state for about a year so they've, they've done all those little trips to see family and friends and catch up and reconnect so now they're more open to i guess what you call you know recreational travel or what they call over here vacation where it's actually okay we're having a holiday we're having a break what are we going to do and a lot of people actually don't feel comfortable traveling overseas so they're spending a lot of time within their own countries but they're having i guess what you'd call themed vacations so sean i want to throw back to you for a a brief second and say when was the last time you had a vacation which was based on i guess a theme like you know wine tasting or camping or something like that well i did a little wine tasting trip up to the hunter valley which was was beautiful and the whole intention was yeah over the course of a few days you try and ch- check out a couple of different wineries each day so that's probably the last theme trip i guess i can think of the big tuna feels real disrespected because you and i went on a golf trip how could you forget <laughs> we all, we did and we we record, how could i forget the incident of the salmon in the toilet but um <laughs> it should have came to mind first no i think that was a mix wasn't it it was a bit of business and a bit of travel so i um yeah i'll let you i'll let you go with that one but uh, yeah it is these things like the your trip to the hunter valley but what's really taken off um over here in north america is culinary travel mm. which is um Making yeah. me hungry. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah. It's um, you know, it's one, it's one of those things where it's probably hasn't been on a lot of people's radar for for the majority of their time. But given the current climate and trying to work with what options you've got, culinary travel has taken off. And you know, there's been a there's been a twenty two percent percent upswing in cooking shows on Netflix. How crazy is that? So with that, with that, you know, and the, and the trends, culinary travel is something that people have taken to. So just trying cuisines in different regions based on what's, you know, fresh and what's available in those areas. Um, and another another sort of area that's picked up is just outdoor, outdoor travel. So obviously with being cooped up inside, the threat of COVID being around, people are more inclined to do outdoor type adventures. So, you know, um, hiking, bike riding, Camping, although I don't think anyone's camping in minus 24 in Canada at the moment, but certainly getting out and about. And having having travelled around a little bit and spent some time in Whistler in the ski resorts, I can see that. I can certainly see people more comfortable outdoors um, as opposed to doing your traditional holidays, you know, in resorts um, around lots of people um, in high-density areas. People are more inclined to go out to the country, hire cars, travel around, a bit more with groups or individuals that they're comfortable with. Um, but, yeah, that's the sort of trends we're seeing in travel, and I think that may be what happens to Australia over the next sort of six to 12 months. 
shift towards culinary travel. And just for my my reference, um, my my darling Helena, she won't be listening. She's not one of the the many listeners we have. She's very clear <laughs> that she's not not a fan of the podcast. Um, Could we change that somehow? But just so I know, does culinary travel include when she just walks down to Betty's Burgers and grabs another burger? Is that culinary travel? <laughs> Probably not. Well, yeah, asking the wrong person because to me that has all the elements of culinary travel. She's <laughs> walking. <A> walk. <laughs> <laughs> she's getting some food. She's eating it. Presumably she eats some of it there. And if she's like me, she'll walk back home and eat the rest later. Or so, yeah. she eats the, the chips out of the bag on the walk home and then yeah, uh, has yeah. the burger at home. Okay. Gotta love the bonus fries. The bonus fries. <laughs> Mate, um, the other one that I heard was with um, with with international travel that in Fiji they've started this thing where when you arrive for quarantine purposes, the arrivals they all get put in a nice resort for three days and you've got free reign within this resort. And then you get tested on like day one and day three. And then if you've passing negative tests, then you can leave the resort and enjoy the island of Fiji. And I thought that's a really nice way to do quarantine. Um, so so shout out to, to Fiji. At the top of the show as well, mate, you mentioned that it's tough going. And for whatever reason, my mind went to, I'm going to take you back a little bit here, but do you remember uh, a, a teacher in primary school, Miss Moran? Miss Moran. <laughs> Yeah, I do. <laughs> she always said a saying, like, when you said it's tough going, it's really tough. For whatever reason, I went to her saying, she used to always say this in class, tough titties. <laughs> do, you, do you remember? <laughs> I, I do remember thinking, that because we always used to have a little chuckle and wonder if that was, you know, PG-13 plus comments for primary school. But where did that saying originate? Tough titties. <laughs> it has to be Aussie. It's definitely Aussie. But does one want tough? T- like if you're a guy, maybe you want tough titties. You know, you're doing your pec workout, and maybe tough titties are good. But I don't know. Is it if you're? I, I just have many questions about tough titties. But we might have to wait for another episode. Um, maybe we hit up Miss Moran and see what she was thinking. Oh, well, let's get her on here. Why not? Let's get her on here. Let's see if we can get her out there. The other one was. Uh, Travel, I remember doing a, a trip for my mum's, one of my mum's birthdays. We went to Thailand. It was a big birthday. I won't say how old she was because then you'd know how old she is and she wouldn't be happy with that. But we went to Thailand and I hadn't really done any international travel with my parents before. And that was when I realized that they've done travel, but I don't ever witness it. So I don't know how they travel. But sitting next to my <laughs> old man on the plane over there, the Rob Dog. He is like a kid in a candy shop when it comes to the in-flight service. He gets his meal and it's like a little picnic. He opens everything up, <laughs> lays it all out. He just starts thinking about what he's going to have. He has a nibble on this first and my, maybe a you know a cheese and a cracker and then he'll dip into the beef and, and then have his little rice. And he's just all – he puts the movie on, sits back, and he goes, there's nowhere else I want to be. And I swear to God that he has more fun on the flight over there than when he gets to the actual destination. So uh, he's a peculiar he's, fella. He's one of those people who everyone says, I don't care for the A to B. I just want to get to B. But the, uh, <laughs> the Rob Doll likes the journey. He's all about A to B. It's all about the journey, not the destination. <laughs> and speaking of which, guys, we've got to our destination, which is another wrap-up of its post-lockdown thoughts. It has been episode four. My name's Sean. I'm joined by G. Um, G, where are you off to next, mate? 
um, headed to the warm waters of, of Jamaica next. Well, so keep an eye beautiful. out for that podcast. Well, we'll record one from Jamaica. Um, but until then, ciao for now. Thank you.